0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on uh, what's going on in our church. And excited to be here today with a member of our action team, uh, I'm going to get this pronunciation correctly, Annalise Gethart. Goodhart. Annalise
1: <laughs> heart <laughs> <laughs> Welcome here Annalise,
0: and uh, thanks for pronouncing your name properly for all of us who are listening. Say hi to everyone. Hello everybody. Um, This is your first time on the podcast, so welcome here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give us a bit of just personal background so we can get to know you a little bit better.
1: Well, I was actually wondering how much time we have to do that because it's pretty uh, interesting. (laughs) Um, Well, I was born in Holland, grew up in a Christian family, moved to Canada when I was 16 with my parents and my three brothers and had to go back to high school to spruce up my English a bit and um, quickly decide what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, and I figured I love rearranging my room. I'm pretty creative. Uh, let's apply for interior design. Okay. And I did that, uh, finished the program, um, and came out of that, started working in the field and, um, yeah, pretty good. Uh,
0: how many years did you work as an interior designer?
1: I worked for, I would say four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. Until I met bus. Okay. And then things changed. <laughs> um, so Um, When I um, graduated from college, um, around the same time, I had a a long relationship that ended and um, figured I was kind of done with all of that and I wanted to do something that was um, a little bit focused on other people other than my situation and myself. And so uh, together with my best friend from Holland, um, we went on a mission trip to the Dominican. And we built a school there and I met Bus there. And so at the end of the trip, uh, boss kind of said, hey, listen, this is kind of how I'm feeling. I'm like, oh, man, I had no idea. Um, Well, let's stay in touch and let's see how that goes. (laughs) So we um, uh, communicated long distance for two years and um, decided that we were going to get married. We did. We got married in Canada, had our first daughter here, Emma. And um, then the calling came to go back to Holland. And we did that. Lived there for eight years and moved back three years ago. Wow. And
0: uh, so you guys live uh, in the Welland area? Yeah, Fenwick. Fenwick, yeah. Yeah. Vaughan Hill, Pelham, whatever. Yeah. uh, In Fenwick. And are part of our Welland location. Yes. When you moved back to Canada, talk about how you ended up at our church.
1: Well, so we actually Googled. And I think okay. Google is very uh, is a good tool. Um, Google best church well, best in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, it yeah, popped it out. It yeah. came up. Um, <laughs> we actually first attended um, uh, the CRC church that we, we came out okay, of. That was, um, <laughs> that was the first one you Googled. That was the first one. Exactly. Uh, the comfortable spot. And then we're like, well, uh, we were kind of on a different uh, route in our lives. Um, and so we actually Googled, like, what would be a good uh, church um, uh, that fits our way of thinking. And, um, and Southwich came up. And so we saw that there was a location in Welland um, at the Wellness Center, and we just walked in there and walked into Christy Wilms. and The (laughs) rest was history. The rest was history. Yeah.
0: The director of first impressions made quite the first impression. She did. Yeah. Uh, So you plugged in at Welland. It fit with your family and values and things like that and, and... you know, certainly you guys are forehead deep in our well in location. So that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you end up then on staff and in your current position?
1: Yeah, that's another interesting thing. Um, so um, I would say after uh, we came back to Canada, I had to work full time um, uh, because I was Canadian. I, I could easily find a job um, and we're trying to get buses business going. And so um, my my job was a secure job um, uh, means of income, yeah. I guess. Um, and, um, but every time bus and I kind of feel unsettled and feel this nudge of like, you know, there's a change coming and we start praying about that and um, somebody said to me, I will not name names, um, have you seen the position uh, Southridge has open for anger cause director? And I said, ah, yeah, I did see it, but um, we're not in the, uh, at all in a position to change jobs. So I thought, oh, okay, What's this now? So he said, no, really. I think The usual should. kingdom denial. Yes, Highland, denial King. first. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, no, I think you really need to look at the, the do- job description because I think you'd be great at the position. I'm like, okay, nudge number two. Okay. So I, I looked at the position and I thought um, it had actually closed. Um, okay. And so I thought, well. Yeah, the posting. The yeah. posting had closed. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to send an email. Listen, um, this might be something I'm interested in. Are you willing to, to talk to me? And we had some interviews actually a few quick ones um uh and i got the job
0: one thing led to another one and now thing. you are the anchor cause director yes. in welland yeah so uh just give us a bit of orientation to what it is that you what, what, what do you do all day in that job what is that job
1: yeah. So um, why, I, is <laughs> why is
0: that a job? Why well, is that a
1: job? <laughs> That's what
0: everyone listening is really wondering. Okay, Why are these jobs jobs?
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, it, it's actually more than i had ever thought it would be. But it's it's pretty much it's to coordinate the Southridge Kitchen programs, okay. um, the Harvest Kitchen, Collective Kitchen, and as well as communicate for and with our partner organization, Rose City Kids.
0: Yeah, then that actually segues us into now some of this conversation because we want to, coming off the heels of our Hope Live series, uh, profile in a, a little bit of a deeper way kind of what God's doing in our Welland location and how uh, we're trying to encourage missional engagement there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you obviously didn't start at the very beginning of our. Uh, desire for this Welland location to have an anchor cause. In fact, I remember back when we were first going multi-site and kind of declaring that the Google map indicated that we have this core in the Welland, Pelham, Fenwick, Fawn Hill kind of area that could potentially make a a, a church location. And uh, the immediate question was, well, what would our homeless shelter equivalent be at Mm -hmm. our Southridge church, at our Southridge location. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really that question that triggered the, oh yeah, we should orient all of our churches and organize all of our churches that way. That's where the term anchor cause even came from, Mm -hmm. uh, right when when we were launching Welland. But uh, the anchor cause in Welland has had a bit of a history. So for orientation, just walk us through a bit of your understanding of how from the start of launching a location and trying to get into having an anchor cause, Mm -hmm. things have gotten to where they are today.
1: Yeah, um, so um, we actually came to the Southridge Welland location when th- when the whole buying of a building became a thing. Right. Okay. Um, so that was about three years ago, um, and at that time um, it was really uh, Rose City Kids that was the partner organization, um, uh, and it be- it started to grow into an idea of um, we have this building that with a commercial kitchen and what can we do with that, yeah. and so. Um, I as far as I know, and hopefully I'm correct in saying this, um, they started partnering with the harvest organization, um, which has been around for 18 years. Um, and, um, start filling some of their nights, their Thursday, two Thursday nights, I believe and a Friday night and, um, and
0: serving there right for them. Yes.
1: Yes. And so, um, that actually, um, so serving a few meals a month to the community um, just helped alleviate some of the pressure around uh, around meal time. and then um, taking the idea of the collective kitchen from one of the churches um, in Ontario um, just opened up a whole um, new area for people to learn how to cook and uh, and provide those meals for not a whole lot of money. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. This
0: is a certainly a a new era, and like you said, you you guys joined in right at the beginning of that yeah. new era where for years, the best we could do as an anchor cause was ministry through a partner. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't essentially have an anchor cause because we didn't have a home base of a facility out of which to birth one. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in some cases, you know, we like to say that the church isn't a building and it's not a place you go and it's not, the church isn't about bricks and mortar, it's people. But this is one of those cases where like facility space matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, not to draw a crowd but to be a home base for relationship to to spark and so we were excited when we when we uh, finally established a home base of a well in location to say okay how can we now complement and supplement the partnership that we have with rose city kids to to really develop an anchor cause uh, of our own and Certainly, the community need hasn't changed. There's a lot of low-income families, and certainly low-income families with with uh, kids that Rose City Kids serves. But I feel like being situated right on the border of some of those RCK neighborhoods mm-hmm. made us ask, okay, what other ways can we contribute to the quality of life of, of these families? And uh, you know, government officials have said that the the primary need in the Welland area is for low-income and affordable housing. Mm -hmm. We haven't been able to scratch that itch yet. That's a different conversation. But what we can do is uh, offset that pressure by uh, supporting them in meals. And so that's kind of uh, led us into these two programs that represent our our, our current anchor cause activity that focuses around our kitchen in Welland. So Mm -hmm. describe for us practically, and I know we've had a few different profiles of this, but just walk us through what, what, what these programs do, uh, through our kitchen.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so we have the two kitchen programs and, um, I'll start with the harvest kitchen. Harvest kitchen is, um, a program where we cook a meal for a large uh, group from our community. And, um, Recently, we've had up to 100 people attend these meals, including families with children. And um, um, as well, the the collective kitchen is um, expanding. We're, uh, do, we're running two um, uh, sessions a month now, a morning session and an evening session, where um, with our Welland community folks, we cook one-on-one Um with our volunteers, um, and they will take home 25 meals for 25 bucks.
0: Yeah, the, the the collective kitchen isn't show up and receive no. a free meal. No. It's join in with our people in relationship and prepare meals, Yes, right? And yep. so there's this kind of eclectic chaos going on in the yes. kitchen <laughs> where a bunch of different people are making a bunch of different meals. Yep. And like you said, for 25 bucks, you walk out at the end of that three or four or whatever hours with... Yep. Twenty-five meals very yeah. cool yeah so t- to get technical harvest kitchen now is running on a weekly basis yes every is it friday every friday
1: night every friday night yeah
0: we offer this free meal to 100 or so people yeah uh in the form of harvest kitchen and how frequently now is collective kitchen you said twice a month
1: yep it's twice a month yeah. so every first tuesday and every third tuesday
0: one yeah. in the morning and one in the one evening, in the evening yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um and so you know just to kind of orient our people what what if, if I'm from Welland or I'm from another location and curious to be involved in this ministry, I have a passion for, you know, ministry through kitchen and sharing meals and things like that. What could I do? What mm-hmm. opportunities exist for me to be involved in this?
1: Um, so there are um, there are lots of kitchen opportunities, obviously, um, because they're kitchen programs. But um, we're trying to really organize ourselves well, and because we have expanded to. Um, weekly meals and, um, and bi-weekly collective kitchens, um, we're really looking for people to, um, to step forward and possibly do some meal planning. Um, maybe uh, you like shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be maybe like cleaning. You yeah. set, up cut, uh, yeah. set up and tear down. Set up and tear down, huge. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big, yeah. big thing. Um, we have to actually take more than half the chairs out of the auditorium to make that all happen. Um, so that's a big deal um and we're also thinking of new ideas like uh, we're we're hoping to possibly start games night or uh, if you like playing street hockey let's just you know get some street hockey going on the parking lot like um there's many ways to get involved um and and maybe people have new ideas that's
0: and this is you know what i want to press in here for our, our listeners is that in a lot of ways the combination of harvest and collective kitchen especially with the frequency of the harvest kitchen now It's starting to create uh, what we intended a a home-based facility to create, and that is that playground for relationship. Mm -hmm. And so now we're not just envisioning. This is very much like the shelter uh, where we're at in the shelter in St. Catharines. There are certain what I'd call core roles just Mm -hmm. to run the program, the setup and tear down, the meal planning, the shopping, the Mm -hmm. actual cooking, things like that, serving, you know, those kinds of things. But now you're at the place where you can get creative and innovative on how to create spin-off experiences that enhance relationships. Yes. That's where the ministry is at. Yep. And at that point, when you're creating spin-off experiences to enhance the relationship, well now the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, road hockey or games nights or all that, you know, in the shelter, now they're envisioning improv night and yoga class <laughs> and like We're not know, there yet. It's 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 <laughs> It's spinoff activities to foster relationship. And so, you know, especially if, if you're from a Wellen location, I hope that you're not saddled by the restrictions of only the core yeah. the, the core opportunities that delivering the program demand. Yeah. Yes, this thing runs every Friday, and there's a lot of need to be directly involved in the running of that program. But knowing that the program exists ultimately to create a lifestyle through to triggering relationship how we fan the flame of those relationships, this thing can go in a whole bunch of different directions and that's that's really the fun of where we where we find ourselves these days. yeah um, for review as well, uh, I guess I'd want you to kind of speak to the the reasons why we have these anchor causes because when we're talking about getting people involved, um, a lot of times we approach these anchor causes, from the first reason the extending of compassion and justice to a marginalized people group, mm-hmm. but there actually are these other two reasons. And we've talked about them repeatedly this month during hope lives and in, in these podcasts, but just you know, make a couple comments on these other two reasons in addition to extending compassion and justice. Cause we talk about experiential discipleship, like that there's a benefit for the person getting involved feedback on what you've seen or observed in that.
1: Yeah. So, um, one way, like experiential discipleship is, is just, we want to be more like Jesus. And, and the best way to do that is by just getting in there, getting hands on, being on the floor, talking to people, spending time with them. That's usually all they want is just people to spend time with them, to listen to their stories, filling a need. Um, it's not that we're just serving a crowd of people. It's becoming more like Jesus through our actions and ultimately our, our interactions with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-
0: I hope everyone's hearing this. We say this again and again and again, but I'm going to say it again just so that we keep tracking with it. There are ways that being involved in the missional activity of Jesus makes you like Jesus Mm -hmm. that any other learning or growth environment fundamentally can't. Right, it's like a missions trip, yeah. and the way it transforms you that's what we're trying to create in the way of life we're fostering. That you can actually go on a regular, frequent missions trip mm-hmm. for your life yeah. and be transformed in ways that large group environments and small group conversations just fundamentally can't. So, appreciate that's one of the values. The other one. Uh, and I know this exists in our uh, anchor cause in Welland, is the, the new front door opportunities for evangelism mm-hmm. to actually expose our not yet believing friends and family and coworkers and classmates and teammates and neighbors and whatever into the life of faith uh, in a way that's different than just, hey, do you want to come and, eat, uh, and attend an event and listen to a talk with me? Mm-hmm. Now we can invite people to, hey, do you want to come and contribute? With me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the power of that play out in Welland?
1: Um, yeah, actually, um, our last collective kitchen that we ran, um, uh, one of our volunteers actually brought two of her friends and um, very people that are very capable cooks, but were just in a r- little bit of a, r- a hard um, spot in their lives and um, came to um, pay the $25 and take the 25 meals be- because they needed mm-hmm. them but are now interested in coming to volunteer more often and so it is a great front door even um, for people that have been just hurt either by the church or hurt through life that are not necessarily um, willing to step into a church on Sunday morning Um, but uh, this is a very low uh, yeah in Dutch we say like the the, the, yeah,
0: the low bar. Low bar yeah, to, yeah. to just
1: step in and say, you know, see that we're just normal people too. We're not all preachers and, you know, like just yeah. um, just normal day-to-day things. And we talk about everything in life. Like just, you know, how many kids do you have? And did you, are you going through some stuff with them? And like, how can we support you in that? And it's just, it's from a very, um, yeah. Just normal life it's so
0: easy and natural. And I think that as these anchor causes grow, we're going to get that more and actually leverage that more so that we're not just extending compassion and justice, but we're also leveraging the full growth opportunities it provides us in the process in this experiential discipleship. And then on top of that, including others in this kingdom and venture, in the most accessible way for them, Mm -hmm. in the easiest door into uh, our church and life of faith possible. It's actually through the anchor cause. Causes more than it's through the, the services, or even like the Christmas services, or kind of those special mm-hmm. outreach times that we often create. Yeah. And at least along those lines, uh, you know, we describe your job not just as delivering these uh, anchor cause programs, but of trying to foster the missional engagement of our people. We, we describe it as try, trying to get people from one end of the building involved in the other end of the building, mm-hmm. knowing that that metaphor breaks down in Welland because the anchor cause <laughs> takes place in the same room. Yes. <laughs> it takes place in the, in the actual auditorium. But mm-hmm. now that you're in that role, um, how have you found it challenging to engage people in this missional aspect of our church's life?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's sometimes hard for people to connect to someone that lives such a different life than you. Um, and let's be honest, it was for me too. We... Um when we started uh, um, with Southridge three years ago, we um, also uh, became part of a life group that served at the shelter. And um, I stayed in the kitchen. I washed mm-hmm. dishes. And I had two re- reasons for that. Um, one, it was just that half an hour that I could just think for myself. Like, there was nobody else around me, just for me to, you know, um, think without being interrupted. Um, and... Secondly, I didn't know what to talk about with people. I had no experience with the homeless, I, the addicted. I simply didn't know what to say. And I think many of us struggle with that. Um, and I hope that by encouraging people to just dive in, um, we have these little huddles um, at our um, the harvest nights and we just say, pick a face, hmm. find out their name, pray for them during the week. It's so simple. If, if you can do that tonight, that would be wonderful. You don't have to do any more than Well, serve, but yeah. you don't have to do any more than that. But just pick that person and talk to them. Find out more about them.
0: Which is actually, just to interrupt, something that I'd like our, our listeners to appreciate. And that is, in a role like yours, we're not just envisioning people to be engaged missionally, we want to actually, and this is true of all three of our locations, but certainly true in your case in Welland, we want to come alongside and support you in that, mm-hmm. that there are people and there are things like huddles that will come alongside and try to simplify this for mm-hmm. you and support you in just picking a face, in getting to know a name, in listening to a story. And, and so it's not like you have to walk through the front door and all of a sudden navigate this all yourself, Enough. right? Oh. Whether it's peeling potatoes in the uh, shelter kitchen or showing up at harvest or collective kitchen, we will come alongside and support you in this as initially uncomfortable as it may be. Yes. So that's an important piece for people to appreciate because I know that you know that, but it's not something that, that people remember or realize mm-hmm. often and sometimes that's the barrier right mm-hmm. in the in the discomfort of getting involved in that way um can you talk about other things at a practical level that you're 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 trying to do to foster a greater degree of involvement in your anchor cause
1: mm-hmm. um well uh, really practically I hope that um, uh, we can continue to run in the harvest kitchen every Friday night um, which we just started doing this past November like this November, yeah, it wasn't um, running. It wasn't running weekly. No, up
0: until now, it's just in November that yeah. now it runs yeah. on a weekly basis. The need yeah. came
1: through the Harvest Organization. They said, you know, like we were having, we have gaps in the schedule, and um, we need some people to fill that. Yeah. And um, Nate and I had actually discussed uh, before that meeting, like if there is something we can do more and better, like we will jump in. Yeah. And so that um, need was there, and we said, okay, if they need meals every Friday night, let's just you know step up and do that, and let's. Uh, yeah, let's just trust that that will, will go well. And so um, I hope that by continuing to to run that Harvest Kitchen every Friday, um, um, yeah, we can um, just, yeah.
0: You hope that it's going to stay, it, 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 we can at least sustain the Friday.
1: Yes. I think is what yeah, you're shooting I, for right now. Yeah, I think so. Because you don't yeah. know,
0: right? We We're don't. trying to do an adopt a life group program, I understand, where-
1: Oh, yeah, they're uh, involved.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Every life group now is kind of, Picking a Friday and scheduling themselves in, which is a strategy that we've used in the uh, other locations and yeah. causes as well. So,
1: yeah, and and also um, to continue the, to run the collective kitchen twice a month, um, establishing good relationships with organizations such as Community Living and Niagara Housing um, to get a steady stream of participants for the collective kitchen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, kind of looking forward, and I know you're just trying to kind of get through Christmas right now, but yes. <laughs> uh, when we talk about 2020 and beyond, uh, in your mind, where is this headed?
1: Um, right now, all I can think about is just making sure that we organize this well. Yeah. When when the calling comes to, to expand our programs, or um, we've been talking about um, low-income housing on the property, like... Um, and and we're gonna keep brainstorming about that one, and I'm excited about that. But um, what we really want to do is organize things well. That when that calling comes, and and um, all we have to do is say yes, we can do this, right? And um, when when we are ready, and when um, Welland is ready for the low income housing, boom, ready yeah, to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, the 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 pulse, I would say, in in Welland is a very Jeff Mannion, you know, slow and steady faithfulness yeah. that we tried to capture the fact that the opportunity that we had now that we had a home base of a facility. And we started to capture that with some experimental programs. And those experimental programs, among other things, have become these two core programs, Harvest mm-hmm. and Collective Kitchen. And these two core programs are now growing in their scale and they're growing in their frequency. And it's kind of little bit by bit. And so, you know, that that's really the discussion now is that the scale and pace that we're offering them, is that sustainable? Can we take a step further? Can we grow from there? And within that slow and steady faithfulness, we're kind of discerning if or when there's the Mm -hmm. day where God says, well Mm -hmm. done, good and faithful servant, because you've been faithful in what I've entrusted to you, I'll put you in charge of 10 cities as your reward. And so you know, we're wondering what that 10 cities scale of responsibility Mm -hmm. is, whether it's leveraging low income housing opportunities uh, on our property or not. If people are wondering right now, we're focused on getting as many people as functionally involved, in the programs at the frequency and pace that we're delivering them yes that's 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 what the near that's what the near future kind of uh kind of looks like so uh, along those lines uh particularly but not excluded to our our welling people it, how do we hear about these opportunities or or you know, who could we talk to or is there training or like mm-hmm. what's the so what if we wanted to get more involved in this
1: yeah Um, Well, it is as easy as uh, going to your location's welcome center after a Sunday morning service. Um, They know uh, a lot of people. They know me. If you say, hey, I'm thinking of um, possibly getting involved in Welland, um, they will take your information and they will will let me know. Um, You can send me an email. um, And... um, Right. Your, Your information's on pastor. the website. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Go on the website. Yeah. I would spell it for you, but yeah. the website's I probably easier. I can't even <laughs> pronounce it, spell it, so <laughs> moving on. So, yeah, no, it, like um, uh, social media. Um, yeah. uh, Kelly posts some really great things for us on social media as well, so that's one way of keeping up with that. Um, and a website's a great, great resource as well. Yeah. yeah,
0: so, you know, I I I reach out to, and ultimately I email you, Mm-hmm. And is it just a matter then of you scheduling uh, mm-hmm. a time in these programs where I would show up, or mm-hmm. is there a pre-training, or how, how does that process right now work?
1: Um, I, there's really not a lot of training that needs to be done. It's more just informing. So I would suggest maybe just go for a coffee. Yeah, if, you know, depending on the the role, whatever okay. you're thinking. If you're really not sure, let's just go for a coffee and talk through all the possibilities. Um,
0: so again, I, I mean, these are these are very significant. Phrases because if I'm sitting here listening, thinking, Wow, I would love to be involved in this, but I'm just uncomfortable or intimidated. Or, mm-hmm. like, there's not just an orienting to this, there's a pre coffee. Sure. Like, yeah. the, the, the <laughs> and a donut you, maybe. You, 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 right. You <laughs> emailing Annalise isn't going to all of a sudden assign you with a role that you're unfamiliar with in, uh, no. that you're unfamiliar with or untrained in and drop you into something that you're uncomfortable with cold, no, right? There, there'll be a coffee, there'll be some orientation yeah. and some guiding you into this, let alone yeah. what you talked about earlier, the the huddles and the active support in those ministry yes, uh, absolutely. settings yeah. uh, once you agree that, yeah, I want to get involved and mm-hmm. and show up to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. we'd like to find out first, what are your interests? Like, what do you like doing and how can we get you involved and... In, in, um, Put you in a spot where you really, really thrive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Any uh, Any final thoughts or final encouragements to all of our people when it comes, first of all, to uh, seeing our missional engagement and our service to low-income families in the Welland area grow? Mm-hmm.
1: I would just say and challenge you to just do it. That's the easiest way to to really get to know the anger cause. Um, get in there. It just it doesn't just help people in need. It opens your eyes and deepens your relationship with Jesus by, by getting hands-on.
0: Fantastic. You and Boss having fun being around Southridge these days? We do. What do you love most about it?
1: Just people that are real. Hmm. There's no fakeness. Like It's hmm. just people are real. And that's what drew us to Southridge too. The first time we came into the door, it was, you know, Just, um, you you can be yourself, you know, it's, you can wear your jeans if you want to wear your jeans and if you, whatever, like it, it's fine. Yeah. 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 That's, we're all about that too. So yeah, yeah, fit, good fit. It's a
0: great time to be part of our church community these days and, uh, coming now out of this intensive month of Hope Lives. I, I know that there's a lot of enthusiasm around here and I'm just appreciative for the way that you're kind of capturing that and helping fan the flame of that in Welland, particularly around what is so core to us, the anchor causes of of our locations. Mm-hmm. So blessing to you and your family. And uh Thank yeah, thanks for being part of this conversation. Gang, thanks for listening in and uh joining us uh for another edition as we continue finding our way together. We'll see you next week. Take care.